You're listening to KCOU Columbia, 88.1 FM. The, the hottest, hottest project, project of project. this year, possibly next. Come down to our studio in the Student Center, and we can mix, master, record, edit, engineer your whole project, your whole artistic experience wrapped into one visit. Please come down and visit us. If any of this interests you, please email sessions at kcou.fm.
KCOU, we're just normal enough to appreciate Drake's cultural relevance, but just weird enough to make a sweeper like this. KCOU. KCOU. 
Hello, and welcome to the Tiger Wears Prada. This is Mizzou's premiere, I guess, um, fashion talk show uh, for KCOU 88.1 FM. My name is Maddie Haas. I'm your host of the show. And today, I just want to start out by saying happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. I hope it's a great day for you to be celebrating your loved ones and for your loved ones to celebrate the ones they love. Um, And... Uh, I just wanted to start the day off like we uh, commonly do on the show, which is we talk about what's my outfit of the day. So I love color for Valentine's Day. Uh, Someone asked me, you know, like, Maddie, how do I kind of get a Valentine's-y style if I don't own something that has hearts on it specifically or like Cupid or angels or something? And I was like, color. It's all about color. This is what I think about when it comes to Valentine's Day. Um, You know, I'm thinking like reds, pinks, whites, um, purples, uh, that kind of thing. That's what it's all about. Um, So today I am wearing a pink, um, a pink, a pink corduroy shirt with um, a striped turtleneck and um, also a um, flowered shirt over top of that. Um, and I really like layering, uh, but I also have my bootcut jeans on, um, as well as, um, a lot of pink incorporated in this look, um, as well as kind of the denim to offset it. I wish I had more pink. I have these pink pants, but they didn't work out, and I was really upset about that. I honestly wish I owned more pink. When I was a kid, I was always like, I don't like pink. Um, But for Valentine's Day, I wish I had more um, pink, white, red, anything you can combine with that, kind of put on. I like to put on more of a girly look with it, um, but you can always edge it up a bit. if you have hearts, it's an added bonus. Yes, very much Valentine's-y, but you can do it with just color and matching. Um, speaking of color matching, our big fashion in-depth topic of the day is going to be all about Pantone. Um, I posted this on the thetigerwearsprada.kcou on Instagram. Um, this is going to be our topic of the day is talking about what is Pantone and why do people in the fashion industry always talk about it so much, like what's so special about it. Um, and so So, yeah. Um, Also, uh, just another shout out uh, about KCOU's, uh, sorry, about this show's Instagram page um, to get more information about what the show's going to be about for the week. Um, Sometimes I'll post things I talk about on the show. Like after this show, I'm actually going to post about a couple of things relating to Pantone. Um, So, yeah, uh, that Instagram handle is at thetigerwearsprada.kcou on Instagram. Um, You can follow to get updates like I was talking about there. Um, Also, happening in the headlines, we're going to focus on Oscars and the red carpet rundown. So I watched the Oscars. I'm hoping you all did. It was a really great event, I thought, this year. I was really happy with a lot of the awards given out. Um, 
I really was a huge fan of it this year. Um, red carpet was interesting, though, and I want to talk about that. So that's going to be what we're going to do in happening for the he- in the headlines. Then, of course, we're going to mention um, who our fashion icon of the week was last week and introduce a quote for the next one this week. And then we'll give you a little bit into fashion history for this week. Um, so, yeah, that's our rundown for the show today. Um, stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Uh, After a quick break, you're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. This is the Tiger Wears Prada.
Want to enjoy some of the best music and best pizza Columbia has to offer while also contributing to a great cause? On Halloween night from 6 to 9 p.m., Peachtree will be donating $1 for every slice sold to KCOU 88.1 FM, the student radio station at Mizzou. With music provided by Cousin Trent and DJ Scales, Peachtree is the place to be from 6 to 9 p.m. on Halloween night. Thank you, Peachtree, for supporting KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Hey, this is Brian. And Mikey. And Pat from Weezer. And you're listening to... KCOU. 88.1 FM Columbia. Columbia. Hi, welcome back to the Tiger Wears Prada on KCOU. This is Maddie back reporting here to tell you some of what's happening in the headlines. And this is a special version of that because we'll be talking about Oscars and we're doing a red carpet rundown. Okay, so just some general first impressions for me. Um, My opinion of the red carpet this year was that I saw some good things, but I also saw some things that I was kind of shocked about. Um, There were a lot of... Um, dresses, especially dresses. Um, I'm really focusing on dresses this time because the men really gave me nothing to work with, um, except maybe Billy Porter and of course his, um, his ensemble, he always has something special. Uh, but a lot of the other men just kind of came out in black tuxes, which I was kind of disappointed about. You know, I was talking about on last week's show, I was hoping Leo would do something you know, fancy, um, you know, show offish, but he really didn't. Um, he came in a black tux, classic Hollywood look, which is nice, but I want to see more. I want to see more color this year. Color was just really lacking. I thought, um, the women kind of brought it in with some of their dresses, but there was a lot of black, like even Charlize Theron. I loved her dress, but it got lost in the sea of black, especially with like the men not coming out with any color in their suit choices. Um, Let's see. Uh, Another thing, I thought with the dresses, a lot of designers miss the silhouettes with these women. It matters a lot when you're conforming a dress to a body, a 3D figure, that you really keep in mind, what 3D figure am I fitting to? Um, I just thought there were a lot of dresses that made um, some women who had really beautiful curves look frumpy on the carpet. And that's not what you want to look like when you might be receiving one of the most distinguished awards in this country. Um, So I was really disappointed with that. You know, you want to look like a million bucks and I just didn't really feel like designers were really paying attention to what their models looked like, um, which really, really bothered me a bit. Um, But let's go into some of what, uh, you know, what other websites were saying. Um, So there's a really great video by Miss Mojo that has a lot of information about actually just like, you know, um, what the dresses were made out of and everything, which is really interesting because this year we saw a lot, a lot of expensive looks 
Wow. All right. Let's just go in. Uh, first, we're going to bring up Natalie Portman. Uh, wow. She wore a beautiful dress that made a statement. Um, it was a black and gold dress featuring gold detailing and a lace overlay. But the big showstopper of this look was her Dior cape. Uh, the cape had names of female directors who weren't included in the Best Director nominees um, embroidered on the side of it, uh, right in plain sight. Um, and some of the Best Director nominees included in this list of names was Greta Gerwig, Maddie Diop, Alma Harrell, and Alina Medsukis. Yeah, uh, there were some. There were a lot more names on there as well, um, but those are just a few. This was an awesome statement. Um, it went over really well on social media. Um, really good way of using the social media age to bring awareness Um uh, you know, to a cause. And that was super cool. Um, yeah. Bravo to Natalie Portman for that one. Um, another big look was Caitlin Dever, uh, or Deaver actually, Caitlin Deaver, my bad. Uh, she, uh, was in Booksmart and she was wearing a Louis Vuitton gown. Um, it featured a sweetheart neckline and it had 14,400 Swarovski, Suave Swarovski, Swarovski, sorry, I always butcher that one, Swarovski crystals, um, and it had a beautiful silk red shawl, um, the gown was made of sustainable materials reportedly too, which is another, um, trend that hit the red carpet this year was a few dresses were made out of, um, sustainable materials or just kind of with sustainability in mind, which is very interesting, um, a newer trend for the Oscars, but I think that fits very well in with this year and the progress we've been trying to make, um, with being more eco-friendly, um, in general with trends this year. So that kind of is an interesting thing to think about how, um, like I was saying before on the show about how when it comes to product development, um, and you're a designer, you really have to think about what are the trends people want to see. Uh, you have to pay attention to economic trends, social trends. So here's a social trend that is really, you know, making its way into the fashion industry, um, and really looks good on social media when someone talks about, Hey, did you know that, um, Caitlin Deaver's dress was made out of sustainable materials. Isn't that amazing? Like, you know, uh, Louis Vuitton can be like, yeah, you know, we're paying attention to those social trends. So yeah. Um, that's really interesting to me. Uh, Brie Larson also had a dress lined with, um, Swarovski crystals. This was a beautiful dress, 13,000 crystals. Ah, so many crystals. I can't imagine someone asked me when I was making, um, my show program today, um, how much these dresses were. And I don't think they release prices because I think it would really uh, stress some of us out. <laughs> and whoo, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, just to think about that. Cause 13,000 Swarovski crystals. Woo. Um, the dress also had a plunging neckline and a backless feature to it. Oh, it was beautiful. And of course she had the cape to finish it out for her, um, uh, Mrs. Marvel look, or Captain Marvel, my bad, Captain Marvel look. Um, let's see, uh, Saoirse Ronan, another environmentally conscious choice. So get this, her black V-neck top was actually recycled from a Gucci gown that she wore to the BAFTAs earlier this year. Um, 
And to that, they added a black and white ruffle around the the waist for a fresher look. Uh, This dress, okay, yeah, it has a very long periwinkle skirt to it as well. Uh, Very interesting look. Um, There was someone who said that, you know, you kind of have to look at this dress a few times to start to like it. I agree with that. The first time I looked at it, I thought it was hideous. I was like, what are they doing to Saoirse? I love her so much. How dare they do this to her? But it started to grow on me as time went on. Uh, So I encourage, if you didn't like it, to go back and look into it, especially because it is environmentally conscious. That was a super cool detail. They upcycled a dress that she wore in the BAFTAs. That is crazy. I could have a whole show talking about how that is such a cool idea that we might be seeing more often on the red carpet. now going into another dress with a ton of crystals, Janelle Monet, her Ralph Lauren dress featuring an amazing hood and um, gown had 168,000 Swarovski crystals. Wow, that's a lot of crystals. That was crazy. Um, and um, so I was so disappointed. <laughs> If you listened to my show last week, I raved over Florence Pugh and how much I love her. And I was so upset with her look. Okay, so I wanted something fun. They did give her fun, but I think that they completely misshot uh the dress it's it's a louis vuitton um it's teal but it it makes it look it looks like a christmas tree on her it's fun because it's teal with teal shoes and everything and beautiful jewelry but no she looked frumpy i did not like it um you know like she has a beautiful figure they need to show that off um that was another missed silhouette for me was that dress it just oh i did not like it i was very upset about that my favorite dress of the evening was Regina Regina King's. Um, it was a beautiful pink dress. Uh, it had a silhouette uh, on it, and it had, like, diamonds all over it. Um, beautiful dress. Um, I also wanted to mention Margot Robbie's dress. Okay, this was an interesting look. I was not a fan. I was very upset, actually, about this one. They made her look like a witch. She just looked like a witch. Um, she had a really dark look on, which really stunned me. Uh, And she wore a dark lip too. It really washed her out. She has very pale skin. Um, And usually white would wash someone out, but I think white would look better on her, honestly. Um, The girl who actually pulled off the old Hollywood white dress was um, Renee Zellwinger, and it worked out for her because she won Best Actress. Um, But yeah, she really pulled that look off. Um, Let's see, a couple of missed silhouettes for me. Um, especially were with um, Rita Wilson. I mm, I 100% was upset about this look. Uh, it's a very straight line dress, um, but it just it did not accentuate any of her curves or anything. Um, also, um, the other star from Booksmart. Oh, I can't think of her name, and it's not coming up. It's not coming up on here. Um, the leading star in that one, she had a dress on that was black and white, um, and it looked kind of like a dress you would wear to just like a Sunday brunch, but like longer, and it was hideous, absolutely hideous. I was very upset about that dress, and um, yeah, that was another one that just really made me upset. Um, Yeah, so there were a lot of missed silhouettes in this one, Um, a lot of depleted color, a lot of black and white, 
yeah, just a lot of no's uh, this year. But there were a few yeses, so I'm here to triumph those yeses. Um, But yeah, so that was my Oscar rundown. Uh, We're going to go into a break now, and uh, we'll be right back. Sky boy, just for you, I'm your brand new toy. You didn't mean to break all the others. Promise this time it won't be the same. Uh huh. You can't unwrap me for a while, so you can try me.
Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh man, mmm man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh man, mmm man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit, no time to waste. Oh man, mmm man. Hello, welcome back to the Tiger Wears Prada. Okay, now's the time in the show where we will dive into our in-depth fashion topic. So, uh, today we're going to be talking about Pantone and what is Pantone? Because like I said, Valentine's Day is all about color matching. Well, who's the leader of color matching in this country, in this world, pardon me, world, Pantone. Uh, So, Pantone Pantone LLC is a limited liability company headquartered in Carlstad, New Jersey. The company is best known for its Pantone color matching system. They provide a universal guide to color that affects color trends for interior design, the fashion industry, advertising, brands, and manufacturers. More than 10 million in the world rely on Pantone color broadcasting to help define, communicate, and control color from inspiration to realization. That was a quote taken from the Pantone website. Um, And they are very well known for their widely broadcasted color of the year. So this is actually where I'm going to start off is the color of the year, because this is how I heard about Pantone. Um, So um, Looking at their history, the first ever color of the year was Cerulean in 1999. So basically the color of the year, how I heard about it was that my mom and I would be shopping and she would talk about how, oh, look, it's the color of the year. And, you know, as a kid, it just kind of went over my head. But there came a point where I was like, what do you mean by that? And she told me about how um, People Magazine always talked about the color of the year. Well, the color of the year is actually designated by Pantone. Um, And it's kind of crazy what goes into it. They put a lot of research into it, um, kind of like what I was talking about with social and economic trends. They look into that, um, and they usually base their color of the year off of a combination of those trends, um, the projected you know, color uh, they're seeing for the year to come, and kind of a color that represents a lot of you know, different attitudes towards the year coming. Um, so I actually wanted to talk about how, well, last year, the color of the year was living coral. Um, and a lot of the decision for that color of the year, um, was that, you know, we were going into an age of being more environmentally friendly, kind of focusing more on the beauty of mother earth. So living coral is kind of like, you know, looking into like the, you know, all of the beauty that nature offers, uh, especially like with coral reefs in, um, you know, the deep seas and everything. So it's all, you know, it always has kind of a message behind it. Um, and so I'm going to read to you what Pantone's color of the year, classic blue this year, what, um, their message behind it. Um, so this is from Leatrice 
Eisman. She's the executive director of the Pantone Color Institute. Um, and she says that the color of the year for this year, uh, this is her this is her vision with it. She says, we are living in a time that requires trust and faith. It is this kind of con- constancy and confidence that is expressed by Pantone's color classic blue, a solid and dependable blue hue we can always rely on. Imbued with a deep resonance, classic blue provides an anchoring foundation, a boundless blue evocative of the vast and infinite evening sky. Classic blue encourages us to look beyond the obvious to expand our thinking, challenging us to think more deeply, increase our perspective, and open the flow of communication. So, yeah, there was a lot said there. Um you know, talking about how it's infinite, like the evening sky encourages us to look beyond the obvious, to expand our thinking, challenging us to think more deeply because uh, it's a deep blue color. Yeah, these people are super serious about color and um, how it interacts with us in our daily lives and how we don't take a lot of time to think about that. They do. Um, so they have a few um, different aspects of their um company. Uh, so I'll just kind of go into detail a little bit about those. Um, first of all, the color, the Pantone color matching system. Um, according to the Pantone website in 1963, Pantone revolutionized the printing industry with the colorful Pantone matching system, an innovative tool allowing for the faithful selection, articulation, and reproduction of consistent art accurate color anywhere in the world. The the tool organizes color standards through a proprietary numbering system in chip format, which has since become iconic to the Pantone brand. Um, So you've probably seen this a lot with um, painting, um, you know, with your house and everything. If you've never really heard of the color of the year in any fashion magazines, um, definitely uh, influences a lot of paint, um, house painting, like decorating painting influences it definitely influences that a lot um so the pantone color institute is a consulting service with pantone that forecasts global color trends and advises companies on color and brand identity and product development for the application and integration of color as a strategic asset Recognized around the world as a leading source of color information through seasonal trend forecast, custom color development, and palette recommendations for product and corporate identity. Pantone Color Institute partners with global brands to leverage the power, psychology, and emotion of color in their design strategy. I think this is phenomenal. I love psychology. Um, I love deep thinking and the fact that there are people out there who are deep thinking how color interacts with us in daily life. That is amazing. Um, and if you think about it, it's like, where do you think designers get their inspiration for the colors that they put on the red carpet and everything? Hmm. A lot of that actually does come from, uh, Pantone or, uh, their projected color trends. Um, And then Pantone Lifestyle, an iconic name in the fashion, product, graphic design, and lifestyle-oriented industries, Pantone is a symbol of the design-minded. Pantone Lifestyle, the consumer licensing division of Pantone, offers consumer products inspired by the signature Pantone chip design to infuse daily life with intentional color and patterns. So Pantone is also all about making color decisions. They try to inform um, designers and manufacturers and brands out there about what 
are the colors that are going to be hot this year? What are the colors that are going to catch people's attention? Um, you know, what colors bring us all together? Um, so yeah, that is crazy. I bet, uh, (laughs) I mean, think about it. Like, did you ever think color could be so deep for lack of a better word? Um, I am honestly stunned about the amount that Pantone does in all of their different branches um, and the influence they have. Um, uh, Let's see. One of the coolest things about Pantone, uh, I think, is that they have this app. Um, They actually started it. It was called um, My Pantone when it first came out around 2008. um, And... With that, um, what you could do is you could load pictures and uh, pick out what Pantone colors. The app will pick out the Pantone colors for you. Um, and I'm not sure about the older version, but I know about the newer version. Uh, the newer version is called Pantone Studio. Um, and if you want to look it up in the app store, it is Pantone Studio. Um, and I've actually talked about this before on my fashion account as well as I've used it a few times um, because one of the things I learned in my textile and apparel management class focusing on product development was all about color um, and, um, you know, colors um, that were you know, that colors that matched, um, you know, the idea of monochromatic, which is when you wear like one, like all of the same color, um, uh, split complement colors, analogous colors, uh, complement colors, um, you know, all these different kinds of color combinations. And it's really cool because that expands out of the classroom thanks to Pantone because you can take your own photos or load your own photos into the Pantone Studio app. And um, then it will pop up these little circles, for lack of a, a better word, little circles with the Pantone colors in them. And they are pinpointed on certain parts in the picture where there are different colors um, demonstrated. And in those, they find Pantone um, colors. And then if you click on those little circles, individual circles, you can see what colors go with what. Um, so one time I was actually trying to make an outfit um, and I was like, oh, I don't know. What are the colors that go good with this blue top? So I took a picture of the top and then um, I clicked on the colors and on the blue color when it popped up on the t- on the top. Um, oh, and by the way, if you don't if you want to see a specific color and the circles don't pop up exactly where you want them, you can actually move it around, which is an awesome feature. Um, and so I clicked on uh, the top and the color there and I clicked it and um, it showed me kind of tans that actually went with blue. And you never really think about that. Um, but um, I clicked on that and then I decided to wear a tan skirt with this blue top and you know, people were really going out of their way to compliment me that day. And I was like, huh, I never thought about how, um, how those colors would combine together to look good. Um, but that's Pantone's job is there to tell you like rethink color, um, rethink what you think color should be because, you know, there's something about these colors that have, you know, relationships and we're going to demonstrate that for you. Um, so it's just a really awesome tool to use. Um, especially if you're a fashion nerd, um, or you take a class and you learn about complement, split complement and analogous colors, um, and how they combine together. 
uh, to create a look and how designers create looks, paying attention to these color trends. Um, so, I mean, I was just stunned, honestly, uh, with uh, all of the things that you can find on the app, as well as just Pantone and their whole brand identity and what they stand for. Um, super, super awesome. And I'll actually go ahead and post on my Instagram after this, um, a screen recording of me using the Pantone studio app just to kind of show you how it works. Um, and if you ever have questions about it or how to use it, um, you can always DM me on Instagram. Um, and it's just honestly, um, I think it's super cool. I think Pantone is super awesome. Like, what they're doing out there, kind of giving color and identity. It's, it's so cool. Um, did you ever think, <laughs> I always come back to this question of, did you ever think color could be so deep? Um, and um, speaking of, um, we're just going to read a kind of fun little diss article uh, made by Fast Company um, about the Pantone, Pantone's decision to make classic blue the color of the year. They are not a fan of it. Um, and I'm actually going to read a quote here. Um, they said, it's an odd choice because in recent years, Pantone has taken pains to make its color of the year culturally relevant. That's why 2019's Living Coral was meant to represent our natural surroundings and at the same time, a lively presence within social media. And 2018's Ultraviolet was supposed to suggest the intrigue of what lies ahead. Pantone, the leading color trend in palette curation company since 1962 describes classic blue as a timeless and enduring blue hue elegant in its simplicity adding suggestive of the sky at dusk the reassuring qualities of the thought-provoking pantone classic blue highlight our desire for a dependable and stable foundation on which to build as we cross the threshold into a new era um, but the, the article says this shade of blue, which looks like a bright navy or the color of a new denim is timeless. Sure. But I don't find it reassuring to me. The hue calls to mind Facebook's logo and my Google Docs icon. <laughs> Thought that was hilarious. A vivid blue reminder of data surveillance and the tireless demands of work in 2019 doesn't exactly soothe the soul. Wow. So look at that. They're thinking about how um, the Google Docs icon has that classic blue color in it um, and it makes them think of work. <laughs> I think that's so, it's just so, honestly, it's just so fun to geek out over how much Pantone color, um, you know, follows us into life um, and where you can find it and people's opinions of where it is and Pantone's decisions about what the color of the year is. So I'm a big Pantone fan. Um, honestly, I think it'd be super cool to work for Pantone. Pantone someday. So Pantone, if you're listening, I'm a big fan. Uh, but <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that was our rundown of Pantone. If you ever have any questions or anything that you can't find online, uh, you can always DM me on Instagram as well. And I will see if I can do a better job of finding them or answering them from my professor's advice or anything. So just let me know. I would love to hear your opinions of some of the things I talk about on the show. Um, so yeah. Uh, we'll come back right after a quick break. You're listening to the Tiger Wears Prada, and this is KCOU 88.1 FM.
Young people from all walks of life have volunteered to take part in a frightening experiment. They are allowing their brains to be altered. Altered to induce paranoia, heart malfunction, memory loss, even early senility. Unfortunately, this is not an experiment. It's what slowly happens to you when you keep smoking pot. No one has to alter your brain. You've already volunteered to do it to yourself. Want to do true-false on a budget? Consider purchasing a stay-up-late pass for an inexpensive tour of the weekend's offerings. Benefits include access to all concerts and musical showcases, admission to films starting after 9 p.m., and entry to the infamous Action Party. For information on pricing and fest passes, again, please visit truefalse.org. Truefalse 2020, March 5th through the 8th. I'm Josh Bohm. I had the Josh Bohm Radio Fun Time program on KCOU from 2012 to 2016. I'm here to tell you to support KCOU. You'll make an old man in his 20s very happy. Hello, welcome back to the Tiger Wears Prada on KCOU. Okay, we're going to wrap up the show here. Um, so let's go ahead and review that mystery icon of the week last week. Did you guess it? It was Sharon Tate. I thought it'd be pretty cool if we um, quoted the famous actress because we were talking about Margot Robbie so much on the last show, and she played Sharon um, in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, yeah, it was Sharon Tate. Uh, she had beautiful words and a beautiful soul. Um, so here is our next icon's quote of this week. Let's see if you can guess it. Um, she said, There are so many dreams beyond our nights and so much sunshine beyond our gray walls, but we can't see it when we stay at home. There is so much sky above our roof is the door so old that it won't open, or are we at home because we're afraid of catching a chill? So do you know that one? Um, as I say always, you can look it up on Google if you want, but I kind of challenge you to think about the words, think about the style. Um, so try to guess, um, and we'll, of course, reveal it next week. Um, all right, one more thing we always do is we talk about a little bit of fashion history. Um, we're going to do one this time. We sometimes do one on the day of, but we're going to do uh, this week in fashion history because um, actually February 11th, I kind of stumbled upon this one in social media. Um, but um, February 11th was the day um, that the fashion industry lost a great one. Um Alexander McQueen. Um, I'm sure you all have heard of his designs. Actually, a lot of rappers and everything talk about um, him. I think Nicki Minaj said Alexander McQueen in um, her song Anaconda. <laughs> That's what I think of. But um, he was a great designer. He had a wonderful vision. Um, and he had some really revolutionary designs out there for the fashion industry. Um, and the industry lost him on February 11, 2010. Um, and there was actually a really great article. I forget exactly which um, media company put it out there, but I bet if you looked it up on Google, um, models speak out um, about, I think it was Vogue. I'm going to say it was Vogue Runway where I saw it. Um, but um, Alexander McQueen's former, former models of Alexander McQueen um, speak out about who he was and how they enjoyed working with him. Um, so that's a really cool that was a really cool news piece I found and um, just a nice remembrance day for him on February 11, 2010. Um, so 
that's our show for this week. Um, uh, once again, be sure to follow the Instagram at thetigerwearsprada.kcou if you want to get some cool insight into some of the things we talk about in the show. Um, get a hint possibly sometimes for the mystery icon of the week. Um, also just to kind of follow up and see info about what we'll be talking about for the next show, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, it's just really fun to have that visual, um, aspect along with the show, uh, and the audio aspect. And of course, if you ever miss a show, you can always go on the Instagram in the bio and there's a link to the Spotify playlist that has all of the shows. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, this is Maddie Haas signing off for the Tiger Wears Prada. You're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. Happy Valentine's Day. Be sure to tell your loved ones you love them. And um, I appreciate you all for listening. Um, thank you for that. Um, and you're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm signing off. Happy Valentine's Day.